want to talk about the goodness of God today and how we can experience that by dwelling with him and dwelling closely with him. But first, I'm going to tell a little story about a mother. So there was a mother and her baby, and with no real reason for concern, the mother decided to skip the scheduled doctor's appointment due to transportation issues. A close friend felt prompted to call this mother and confirm the baby's doctor appointment. Upon hearing the details of transportation needs and a seemingly healthy baby, the friend felt assured and hung up, but that wasn't enough. The friend called the mother back and insisted on taking the mother and child to see the doctor for peace of mind, and so they went. Upon close inspection from the pediatrician, she seemed very disturbed at the baby's health and quickly urged the mother toward the hospital. The young mother, now confused and frightened, switched to crisis mode, and in a bit of shock, she took a minute to breathe. But the nurse interrupted that brief, quiet moment and urged the mother toward the hospital. The mother, concerned and now praying, enters the hospital and looked for the right button to push on the elevator. Trying to keep calm, she found the button and the door closed. All she could do was pray, and all she needed to do was pray. The bell dings, the elevator door opened, and a nurse stood waiting in the hall. Are you Mrs. Lewis? The nurse asked. Yes, my mother replied. This is Shelley. I will take her from here, and she took me from my mother's arms. The nurse proceeded down the hallway and through some double doors. As my mom tried to quickly follow her, she was told to stop and that she could go no further. Now looking on through a pane of glass, my mother watched doctors and nurses treat my little body for staph infection. I was one week old. My mother began to pray for life and my body began to fight for life. She prayed over me and through the nagging questions of what had gone wrong and what had she done wrong, but she just kept praying. I obviously survived that bout of infection, <laughs> but I had a very sickly first year of life. So today and every day, I am tremendously grateful for praying, a praying mother and father who have prayed over my life and have sought the best for my life. I'm thankful that they prayed through my illnesses, and I'm thankful that they gave glory to God for his miraculous power. I have a wonderful mother. A lot of you know her already. I've also been blessed with an amazing mother-in-law, Zach's mom. But even more than the love and support that my mothers give me, I have spiritual mothers too who've helped love and support me. They've helped me become who I am today. That's the amazing gift of the body of Christ. Can we be women of faith here at Connection Point? I want us to be that. I want us to be looking for ways that we can truly help others around us. That as we abide daily in Christ, that he would speak to us and minister to us and lead us in the ways that we can help those around us. I want us to be women of faith. Some today are spiritual mothers. Some here today are praying for the hope and gift of motherhood. 
wherever you find yourself today, on behalf of the staff and all the deacons at Connection Point, we want to say Happy Mother's Day. We have a small gift for you in the lobby, and as you leave today, would all our ladies take a gift? We just want to say God bless you for all you do, and for those of you who are praying for the gift of motherhood, we pray along with you that you would receive that blessing someday. Let's give our moms a hand. That's me, just in case you're wondering. So for my message today, I want us to look at the life of a mother in the Bible, Ruth, the great, 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 great grandmother of Jesus. She has an amazing story that can challenge all of us today. As we read the broad, comprehensive biblical story of God at work in the world, as it relates to us in the Bible, most of us are entirely impressed. God speaking creation into being, God laying the foundation of life and faith through great fathers and mothers, God saving a people out of brutal slave existence and then forming them into lives of free and obedient love. God raising up leaders who direct and guide through the difficulties always involved in living joyfully and obediently before God. That's very impressive. So impressive, in fact, that many of us, while remaining impressed, feel left out. Our unimpressive, very ordinary lives makes us feel like outsiders to such a star-studded cast. We disqualify ourselves. We assume that What's true for everyone else couldn't be true for ourselves. And we conclude that we are too small and insignificant, unfit to participate in this big story. And then we turn a page and come to this small story of two widows and a farmer in this out-of-the-way village. This is the story of Ruth. So if you have your Bibles, and I hope you do... <laughs> Would you stand today and we'll read Ruth chapter 1 and verse 16. The book of Ruth tells of a young Moabite widow who out of love for her widowed mother-in-law abandoned her own culture. So let's start. Well, it's the only one verse we're going to read. So let's read 116 together. For where you go, I will go. For where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. Let's take a minute to pray together. Lord, we just love you. We thank you so much for your word, Lord. We thank you that you can speak to us through your word, that you can show your faithfulness, Lord, and your provision. I thank you that we can see how you have cared for those in the past, Lord, and then we can know and trust that you care for us even now where we are. We're not insignificant, Lord. We are not too far from your hand. I pray that we would sense that today and we would respond, Lord God, and dwell more closely with you. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. The outsider Ruth was not born into the faith and really felt no natural part of it, like many of us. 
but she came to find herself gathered into a story and given a quiet and obscure part that proved critical to the way things would turn out. Though she was destitute and needing to rely on the kindness of others, Ruth's disposition and character captured the attention of Boaz, a close relative to her deceased husband. Boaz fulfilled the role of the kinsman redeemer and took Ruth as his wife. Ruth serves as a wonderful example of God's providential care for his people and his willingness to accept everyone who seeks him. Scripture is a vast tapestry of God's creating, saving, and blessing ways in this world. The great names in the plot that climaxes at Sinai, names like Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, and Moses, and the names of the sequel, Joshua, Samuel, David, Solomon, they can be intimidating to ordinary, random individuals. Surely there is no way we can have any significance or part on that stage. But then comes the story of the widowed, impoverished, refugee Ruth. And she is proof to the contrary. She is the insignificant outsider whose life turns out to be essential to the telling the complete story of God's ways among us. The unassuming ending carries the punchline. Boaz married Ruth. Ruth had a son, Obed. Obed was the father of Jesse, and Jesse was the father of David, King David. In its artful telling of this outsider widow, uprooted and obscured, who turns out to be the great-grandmother of David and the ancestor of Jesus, the book of Ruth makes it possible for each of us to understand how ordinary or how out of it we feel we are irreplaceable in the full story of God. We count every last one of us, and what we do counts. I just want to walk through three parts of Ruth 1.16 and hope that we can more fully commit to dwelling with God by understanding this passage of Scripture. So my first point is this. You can experience the goodness of God by dwelling with him because he goes where you go. I want us to be intentionally following God's leading and where and when he wants us to go. And following God's leading, God will meet us there. We have to be careful sometimes not to go out on our own and just do our own thing and ask God to bless it and be there for us. We need to follow God's leading and where he wants us to go. We don't call all the shots and decide our own fate and demand God be there. Are we Christians in belief only? Are we putting our belief into action and going where God leads? Ruth made a decision to go and joined God's will for her life. We can see how biblical characters encountered God's blessing after going to the place that he was leading them. Abraham was blessed with his son Isaac after he obeyed God to the land he would show him. He wasn't even sure. 
Esther found her blessing through the obedience of being the next queen of Persia and was able to save her people. Moses went to the wilderness and found his encounter with God. Joseph was forcibly taken to Egypt, but in his faithfulness to God, he found great blessing from God and again was able to save his family. The disciples dropped everything and followed Jesus. And they got to witness the spreading of the gospel message. We can experience the goodness of God by going where God is going. Next, I want us to look at the issue of people. You can experience the goodness of God by dwelling with him because his people become your people. Ruth willingly walked away from her secular, pagan-worshipping Moabite culture for the Israelite culture based on her belief in God. Even though she was a refugee, her faith and commitment to God gave her the acceptance into her Jewish family. Naomi's people, her Jewish culture, became Ruth's people. Can we trust God to provide the people of God we need in our lives? You have become my people. God led us here. And we get to see the hand of God in that. He led us here. He opened the door for our family. He provided the openness in your hearts to let us in. And we are the better for it. The amazing thing about the family of God is that it's also growing. It's always growing. And I'm thankful for that. As we experience newcomers into the family of Christ, they are becoming our people. It's ever increasing. Our steps of faith into the family of God grafts us in and we become the kingdom of God. May our hearts make room for more people, more love for new people, and more love for each other. We can go where God leads us knowing he will provide the people we need in our lives. We need each other. We are the better for each other. Even though sometimes there can be frustrations and frictions and difficulties, we can grow through that and be better for it. I'm not perfect. I'll be the first to raise both hands and say, I'm not perfect. But I hope that my love can overcome the ways I might frustrate you or offend you or hurt you in any way because I expect that from you and I want to give that to you as well. We're in this together. And just like I'll fight with my brothers and my sister, I'm willing to fight with you too because I love you. And I'll do anything for my brothers and my sister and my family. I want us to have that kind of unity as well. Zach and I, we just know this to be true, and we've moved a lot, but we've also seen the hand of God provide us with a network of people around us all the time, and you are becoming that for our family, aunts and uncles and mimis and papas, and it's just endless now to see how our kids are connecting with you and embracing you, and you are embracing us, and we don't want that to just be with our family. We want to see that happening within your families, 
And I know that might seem weird because you've known each other, or some of you have known each other for a long time. But we feel like God wants us to be the family of God. And so we want to encourage you guys to take steps in that direction. We should never be alone in our walk with God. He provides the relationships we need and encourages us in our walk of faith. We need to see people as gifts of God. Wherever we go and whatever we encounter, people are a gift. Lastly, we can experience the goodness of God by dwelling with him because God is love. I don't know that I'll ever fully experience the wholeness and the greatness and depth of God's love, but I am determined to try it. I've experienced God's love in so many ways because I've determined to go where he leads me. As I've gone to new places and had new challenges, I have had to depend on God to meet me there and to provide for our needs and to provide that family structure. It's difficult to go to new places. We get it. But we're the better for it because we have gone. And we have looked to the Lord to say, okay, God, we're doing this. We feel your presence and we know you're going to provide And sometimes when we say that, that God's going to provide, we kind of just think in terms of finances or just the basic needs of our home and our job. But God wants to provide so much more than that. He's so holistic. He provides little things along the way to just show us he's faithful and he cares about the finest details. And I may have told you this before, but on our journey to Sudan, Somebody like randomly gave me this really awesome purse. And I wasn't really asking for that. I wasn't shopping for that or anything. But it was one of those things that I just felt like, you know what? That is super cool, God. Like, how about that? I didn't even have to go shopping or anything. It just appeared with my first and last name on it. And I felt like, that's amazing. When I was pregnant, I really needed a little sweater. It was the summertime, and we were in and out of restaurants. It was hot and cold, and I just needed a little sweater. I didn't tell anyone, but God read my mind, and a lady that we met said, you know what? I was just in the store, and I saw that sweater, and I just knew it was for you. And again, I'm just like, Lord, what in the world? So then, of course, I went like, well, what else should I think of? Because you never know, right? <laughs> if he's in the mood to spoil me, then I'll start really getting creative. But, but you know how many times when I was in Sudan that I would remember that God cared about those tiny little things. That if he could care about that, surely he cares about the big things in our lives. God loves us so much. And I could tell you over and over and over again how much God loves you, how much he cares about you. Unless you try God for yourself, and it's hard. You can't really just try God. He's so much bigger than that. But I'll tell you what, I'm a person, I love to experience things hands-on. If you tell me that Bruno's makes the best pizza, I'm going to want to try it. If you tell me the best trails are at Turkey Run, I'm going to want to go hike it. That's how I am. If you tell me, I want to experience over it myself. Taking your word for it is simply not going to do it. I want to know. That's me. In chemistry class, I really didn't like the whole first semester of learning the formulas. 
But then when it was time for the experiment, and I realized I needed to know those formulas so that I could do my own experiment and like blow something up, then all of a sudden it mattered to me. And it was like, oh, too late. Too little too late for me. But if I tell you that God loves you, it may not heal your broken heart. It may not heal your wounds. But that's exactly what God wants to do. But you have to experience God for yourself by dwelling with him, by asking God to lead and guide you, by spending time with him. It's not that complicated, but it does require faith. God works best when you'll trust him and you'll depend upon him. It's just the greatest thing. I, I kept thinking in my mind, I wanted to like eat cake up here and tell you how delicious this cake was and then tell you, wouldn't you appreciate it more if you could taste it yourself? You know, you don't want to just see somebody else enjoy something. But that's how I feel sometimes. I feel like I am enjoying the goodness and the fullness of God. And I'm seeing God do miracles and do amazing things and powerful things in people's lives and in our own lives. But I want other people to experience. But you can't just give that to somebody. You have to choose it for yourself. You have to take that step of faith and welcome him in. And I want that so much for you. Because God loves you. He loves you so much. But oftentimes we can get hung up on the difficult things we meet God, but we don't really want to seek after God. We hear about God, and then we allow challenging statements, either from the Bible or from biblical characters or even life events. We allow those things to push God away. God is not offended by our real and our raw requests and concerns. You might feel like you don't want to talk to God about how you really feel about things. But guess what? He already knows it. He is fully aware of what's going on in you and around you. There's no secrets from him. And I know this so much to be true because sometimes I feel like I can handle a situation all on my own. And then I'll go to God and I feel like he's like, it's about time. How long are you going to throw your fit over here? Let me get involved. Let me show you what's happening. And he doesn't necessarily give you the whole plan. Because honestly, I don't know that I would have been faithful to obey if I would have known everything. But he gives you just enough to say, trust me in this. And you can take that step of faith. And trust me in this. And you can do it little by little. And be real with God and allow God to be real with you. It's an amazing process. I can tell you all day long just how good God is and how much he loves you but you need to experience that for yourself. God's great love happens as we dwell with him. We don't have to make it complicated. He just wants to know us. So in closing, I hope you're asking yourself, how can I really experience God's love? How can I dwell with him? I'm not a type A person at all, but I am determined. And I want to go after God for all that he has for me. 
even if that means leading me in new directions and new opportunities. Now, I'll be honest, I'm not really looking for new directions right at this moment. New opportunities, even this is a new opportunity. And I'm willing to walk in faith and do what God opens for me. And I'm not saying all of you need to go to Africa or go on this extensive journey. But I do know that God wants you to do something. And it starts by just engaging with the Lord. Allowing him to enter into your daily life. And as you experience God's love, you're going to share his love with someone else. And that's what he cares about. That you understand his love and you share it. And that person experiences God's love and they share it. And so on and so forth until hopefully the day comes when everybody has had the chance to experience God's love. And then at that point, I believe God says, that's it. Let's go. Let's be together now. Everybody's had their chance. Everybody's had their time to know me and to call me as their Lord and Savior. I'm looking forward to that. When we sing songs about that, I feel like, oh, I want to be there. I want to see your face. Come on already. (laughs) But then the Lord begins to prick my heart and says, but what about all the people that don't know? And I'm like, well, give me a megaphone. Give me a microphone. I'll tell them right now. But that's not how it works. God is so personal. And he is taking the time to be personal with you. And he wants that same opportunity for other people to really come to know who he is, to understand his great love. Some of us have that. We've had it for a long time. And I want to challenge you. Are you dwelling closely with the Lord? Are you sharing his story and his love? Let's take some time to pray together. Lord, we just love you. We thank you so much that you are for us, that you are good, Lord. We can look at the story of Ruth and we can see how you moved in her life, Lord God, how insignificant she seemed to be. But Lord, how pivotal her role was. How amazing it is that she obeyed your leading, God. The miracle of provision, Lord Jesus. How you kept her from starvation, God. And then gave her a husband and gave her a child. And through that child, we received you. I praise you, Lord God, for your word and how we can learn from it. I pray that we would be challenged by your word We would enter into your word and learn more from it, God. Speak to our hearts today, Jesus. I just want to ask a few questions and then we're going to close out our time together. For everyone in this room, I want you to ask yourself, do you believe God loves you? Beyond the hard circumstances in your life, beyond the trials, do you really believe he loves you? Because I'll be honest, I know God loves me, but I still struggle at times and say, God, look at the situation. Where are you? Do you even love me? And I know God loves me. And when I really enter into his presence, I can feel that renewal of his love and his care for me and for you. Are you willing to accept his love today?
Maybe you're in a place and you've just kind of felt like, you know what, all this has gone on and I really don't think God loves me and I'm not really gonna try to seek that love anymore. I wanna challenge you to open your heart again to the things of God and what he wants to do in your life. Are you willing to obey his leading in your life, even if it challenges you? Maybe God's been calling you to go, to do something new, to talk to a coworker, to talk to your neighbor. Are you willing to do it? Are you willing to take some steps of faith and experience God's goodness through it and on the other side? You're not supposed to be alone, remember? You're supposed to have these people with you, loving you, encouraging you, supporting you, praying for you on our journeys. Are you determined? Are you determined enough to really go after God, to push through sometimes the frustrations that wanna keep us from God? With everybody praying, I just wanna ask, if you're here today and you're not right with the Lord, if you know Jesus isn't the center of your life and you're really not open right now to experiencing his love, I wanna ask you, would you do that today? Would you begin to open your life to God who loves you, who gave his son for you? I know it to be true but I can't give it to you. You have to freely and willingly accept that through faith. If you're here today and you know you're not right with the Lord, would you raise your hand so we can pray with you? We wanna pray with you today. We wanna walk with you in this journey of life. We wanna be your people and the family of God. Lord, we love you. We're so grateful for you. We're thankful for your love, Lord Jesus. We thank you that you died for us, God, so that we could experience you, that we could have life to the full in you, Lord Jesus. I pray that you would draw us into your presence so that we could have a fuller knowledge of who you are and who you wanna be in our lives, God. Help us to share this story. Help us to share the knowledge of your great love with others. Challenge us to go to new places, Lord, to open our hearts to new relationships with people. Help us to receive the gift of people you've already put in our lives. I pray that we would love you back because you are always loving us and for us. Thank you so much for our time together. Thank you for your presence that's so real. Go with us today, Lord Jesus, and bring us back to your house again. In Jesus' name, amen.